Okay, tonight let, let's discuss the uh, mitzvah of eating on Erev Yom Kippur. No, it's not that time of year, but um, it's a mitzvah daraisa. It's the only weekday of the year that there is a mitzvah daraisa to eat. There are other days that we have a chiyav su'uda, but uh, it's not on daraisa level. On Purim, we have a chiyav daraisa. Rosh Chodesh, there is no chiyav. It's a mitzvah laharbos, but not a chiyav in the same sense. But it's the only weekday of the year, and it is a topic that came up in the daf yesterday. Just to remind uh, to remind you, the, the Gemara Chul and Kuflam and Gimel uh, spoke about whether it is a good idea for the koanim to avail themselves of taking the Zerolachayim and the Keva. You know, the, the parts of the animal that we, Be'ed Hashem, not we used to, we will, Be'ed Hashem, Mashiach, the cup tomorrow, every animal that we shecht, every, sh- not animal, every Sharvaseh that we shecht, we're going to have to give the Zerolachayim and the Keva, those three parts of the animal, to the Kohen. The Vilna Gohan says, Vilna Gohan says that it's Bizman Azeh. You have to give it to The Vilna Gohan made a bracha on it, uh, Bizman Azeh. So we don't pass in that. Most people don't say we make a bracha, but if one does it, Bizman Azeh, um, which is a separate topic, whether it's Dhamma's Banazah, but, uh, then, uh, it is a Misadaraisa. So, the Gemara talks about whether it's a good idea, whether you should refuse. So the Gemara said that one of the Amoraim, Abaya, I think it was, um, I think it was Abaya, yeah, Abaya says he used to grab it, because he thought this was the mitzvah, and then he said he just asked for it, and then he even stopped taking it. And the only time he ever took it was on Erev Yom Kippur. It was a mitzvah to eat that day. It also he wanted to pe- make sure that people knew that he was a Kohen. So that's why he took a dafka one day a year so that they know. The Gemara said, right, what, what about Duchening? So the Gemara had the other uh, amazing line that he, he was, time was, was pushed him. First time was pushed him. So some say, the riff says that oh, he had a stomach ailment. He was never able to Duchen. But the Rashi seems to say that he never dava with a minion because he was busy teaching. And they always daven during the time of the uh, shear. Unbelievable. Anyway, but that was a separate topic. But on that topic, he talks about eating an Erev Yom Kippur, which is a, a separate mitzvah. That was the day that Abayah chose to accept the Zeroah of the Chaim and the Keva. So that gives us an opportunity, that Gemara, and Kuflam, and Gimel, and Aleph, to discuss this uh, important topic of eating an Erev Yom Kippur. The source for it is, if you see in source number two, um, this was a part of a Shabbat Shuvah drush that I gave a couple of years ago, as you see on these. We're not going to do every source here that I gave a couple of years ago. So, source number two, the, the Pasuk says, in Vayikra Perachav Gimel, that's the Parshas Hamoadim, in Parshas Amor, Shabbat Shabbason Yilachem, Yom Kippur is Shabbat Shabbason. Yom Kippur is not the only day. Shabbos is also called Shabbat Shabbason. But Yom Kippur is also called Shabbat Shabbason. So it is Shabbat Shabbason Yilachem, V'ini Sem is Nafsho Sechem. You shall afflict your souls. Note, there is no losa say in the Torah. That says you're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. There's nowhere. That's why none of the Moni mitzvos. There is no Isser Da'araisa of eating on, er, on, eating on Yom Kippur. There's only a mitzvah Da'araisa of Inui. So afflict yourselves on the ninth day of the month at night, from night to night, Tishbusu Shabbatchem, keep your Shabbos. So the obvious question of this Gemara is, what does it mean afflict yourselves? And then it says, Betisha Lachodesh Be'erev. On the ninth at night, so if you like put the, if you stop for a minute, it's not on the ninth at night, it's not the ninth, it's the tenth at night, Well, Yud. So what does it mean the ninth at night and Me'erev at Erev? So the Gemara in a number of places, one is Yuma, right there in source number three, Yuma Pe'alif, we fast on the tenth, we don't fast on the ninth. And even if Yom Kippur falls on Shabbos, as it did this year and last year, we fast on Shabbos. So you have to push it off. So we fast on the tenth. So what does the Torah mean by saying something about the ninth? 
Tell me as follows. Kol ha'ochel v'shose b'tashii male alav ha'kasev ki'ilu hisane b'tashii va'asiri. To teach me that if you do something on the ninth, it's as if you fasted on the tenth. And that is eating. Eating on the ninth is just like I would have fasted on both those days. I'm both doing the uh, mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do. And here it is, and this is Allah quoted Shulchan Aruch, Mitzvah Lechol Be'erv Yom HaKippurim, Ula Harbos B'Seuda. It's a mitzvah to eat in Erev Yom Kippur and to be Marbe B'Seuda. That is clear-cut in the Gemara, clear-cut in the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, interestingly, it says, it, it doesn't just say it's a mitzvah. It compares it to the, as if you fasted. Well, what's added by that by that element? If you ate on Arab Yom Kippur, it's as if you fasted. Just say, there's a misfit eat on Arab Yom Kippur. What do we need that comparison for? Maybe we'll, uh, maybe it'll come up, uh, later in the, uh, this year. There's a Malbim. The Malbim says that it's easier to fast on Yom Kippur Lashma than to eat on Arab Yom Kippur Lashma. So that's, uh, important notes. It's easier to fast Lashem Shemayim. Eating Lashem Shemayim is, uh, is not so easy. Fasting Lashem Shemayim is easy. Fasting, but what else? Why else are you fasting? But, uh, anyway, this is the mitzvah. So, how are we uh, supposed to understand this mitzvah? What are the ideas behind this mitzvah? And what are we supposed to be thinking about um, when we fulfill this mitzvah and just talking about the mitzvah? So, there are two major approaches in the roots of it already in the Rishonim. And we'll see a third, hopefully, towards the uh, towards the end that the Achronim bring up. But first, uh, from the Rishonim. So, we'll start off with Rashi. Rashi in Yuma, where this Gemara comes up. Kala'ocha v'shose, says Rashi, source number five. What does it mean, afflict yourself on the ninth? It means there's something about the affliction that we could do on the ninth. What way? Prepare yourself on the ninth for the affliction. So you'll be able to fast on the tenth. He says it says it in the language of affliction, so that's why it's as if you fast on the ninth. But says Rashi, the ninth is linked to the tenth in that it is a hachana for the tenth. So we do something on the ninth to be able to do the tenth. So maybe that's why it's as if you fast, because you can't, you wouldn't be able to fast on the tenth unless you do this behavior on the ninth. So it's all a kiyam. It's all one unit, one hemshech. And that's exactly what the Rush says as well. The easy, the easy, the pashtus is that it makes it easier. If I, if I'm fasting one day, I can't fast another day, so pashtus is that it is easier. We'll get to what you just said in a minute. But the pashtus is, uh, you gotta ask the, uh, the, the, the doctors, uh, amongst us to, uh, to know whether the opposite is true. But pashtus is, if we eat on the day before, that'll help us, uh, fast the next day. And that's what the rush says also, Mesechus Yuma there, uh, Klomar, where it's underlined, Prepare yourself to strengthen yourself. Right? So if you think about it, this approach, it's amazing on a hashkafic level as well. There's one day of the year, the Orisa, that we have to fast. It's only one day a year that we have to fast the Orisa. All the other fasts are the Rabbanan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows we have to fast. It's good for us. We need a day of repentance. We need a day of introspection. But Hashem says, you know what? I know what you're going to do anyway the day before this. So I'm going to help you out. I'm going to make it into a mitzvah. I'm going to give you a mitzvah to fast on the day before because I know that's what you're going to do anyway. I'll give you extra chesed, extra zechuyos. And that's why it's built in 
that we have the mitzvah to fast earlier. The Meshachachma quotes this idea as well in his uh, comment that we've quoted in various contexts of Shirim, in Parshas Noach. Purvu, the Meshachachma there is dealing with the problem, the question, of why women are pturos from the mitzvah Purvu. The Gemara in Yavamas quotes a makar for it, but Tachlis, women, they're the main ones that do the mitzvah Purvu. So how is it that they're pturos? There's obviously a reason for it. Says the Meshachachma, Lo rachoku lomar. It is not so far off to suggest why only men? The principle of The Gemara uses this in one or two contexts. The Rishonim use it in many more contexts to try to explain why various halachas must be true because the Gemara says, we're not sure what a hadas is, the Gemara in So could it be this? No, it can't be this because that has thorns and So we use that as a halachic principle. So here the Meshachachma uses it. It can't be the Torah commands a painful mitzvah. Okay, separate issue. Separate type of mitzvah. But no other mitzvah is inherently painful. Not. There are mitzvahs that take, that are challenging, that we have to push ourselves, but they're not painful. God cannot command Purifu to a woman. The Gemara Chulin we had earlier in the, in the daf, for every Isser in the world, there's something mutter, parallel to it. Umishumze, that's what the Gemara says. Why is it in Chulin? Because one of the, uh, the wives, Yalsa, I think, said to her, to, uh, to her husband, um, you know, what's bas, bas b'chalav? I wish I could taste it. What's something in the world that's parallel mutter to bas b'chalav? So he says, no problem. Taste the chal. What's the chal? It's the udder of the animal that's filled with milk. That's, that's, that's the closest you're going to get to bas b'chalav. So that's this Gemara that he's quoting here in Parakal Abbasar. There's that, there's, and for everything Isra out there, there's something parallel to mutter. And look, this is the key line for us now. Hashem, because Hashem has this mentality, Kaviach in mind, that mitzvahs aren't to pain us, they're all for our good, He doesn't ask us to fast so many times. There's no such thing as Ramadan in Judaism, even though that has a lot of coolers also about what you're allowed to eat and drink at night. But, Abba Pikain, there's no such concept. One day, one day, the whole year, that's all He wants us to fast. We messed up with Sedat Chinam, so all the other fasts are because of us. But on a Daraisa level, it's only that one day. Vikodem his hira v'chivalechol. And the day before, he forgave because it's a chesed of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He doesn't want us to be in pain. So that's why he even gave us a mitzvah to eat the day before. So this is the first idea that we have behind the mitzvah of eating on Erev Yom Kippur. It's a din of hachana. Simi, what you just said before is... Uh, mentioned in the Shibali Halaket. Shibali Halaket, Rav Sitkiel Arofe, also one of the Rishonim, says that it's Hachana, but in the exact opposite way. It's Hachana so that if we eat a lot on Arab Yom Kippur, that makes it harder to fast. Okay, is it a Machlokas in Metzius? you got to speak to the doctors. I thought I wish you now. Says the Shibali Halaket, line 6, O Yeshlomar, Shibetrisha, Ochel, Yafa, Be'er of Yom Kippurim, of Yom Kippurim, Mis'ane, Kashelo Inuyo Yoser. The Inu is even tougher because it's the contrast of what you were just involved in so it's harder for the body. Right? The Gemara talks about that. Maybe that's why Yom Kippur can't be on a Friday or a Sunday. 
because you can't go, you know, from extremes to extreme. Not just, not just because you can't have two days of Isra Malacha in a row. But you can't go from one extreme to another extreme. Another one of the reasons why Yom Kippur can't be those days. But either way, this is, this is Hachan. Finally, one other element in this approach. That's from Rav Sternbach in Moadim Uzmanim. Chelik Aleph Simen Nun Gimel, where Rav Sternbach writes, we have to realize, why is there a mitzvah of Hachana before this fast day? This fast day is unlike any other fast day. It's not to make us in pain and hurt, and therefore, oy vey, I have to do tshuva. That's not the purpose. What's the purpose of this fast day? The Talmud generally says, Rav Sternbach, what a fast day is about. It's but to torture myself. So that my heart is lowered. And therefore, because generally the point of the fast day is to feel uncomfortable, so there's no purpose in stuffing my face beforehand. It's allowed, but it's not a mitzvah. The point is to feel uncomfortable. But Yom Kippur, it's not about that. Hashem would love to have it that you're fasting and you feel full the whole day. Why? Because in Yom Kippur we fast for a different reason. The purpose is to be like angels. It's not to be so uncomfortable. It's just that angels don't eat and drink. And when we don't eat and drink, so we feel a little, we don't feel so good. But really the purpose is not to feel uncomfortable. It's to feel amazing while we're fasting. And therefore, it makes a lot of sense that there's a mitzvah to eat right beforehand. That reflects the fact that there's a mitzvah in Arab Yom Kippur reflects that Hashem does, is not interested in, uh, in our feeling uh, uncomfortable. Is to eat so we don't feel the pain and the uncomfortableness of the of the Inuit. In the, uh, in the Rav Salvechik Haggadah, uh, Machsar, that they, that they put out, so in the front, they quote from Ravaron Lichtenstein, that he says that the Rav, his favorite day of the year was Yom Kippur. And after Yom Kippur, he couldn't eat. He was such a high, and he was just singing the songs of, of, of Yom Kippur, he was just, he said, if you ever wanted to ask the Rav a favor, you ask him on, on Mosul Yom Kippur. That was the day that he was, he was on, on, uh, Cloud Nine. He was just there, he was, he was up there. But he, because he was, he, he felt like a malach, and uh, he didn't feel it so. That is all number one, though. It's all about hachana, getting ready for the fast. There's a totally different idea, though, that's mentioned in the Shari Tshuva, in Rabbeinu Yonah. Rabbeinu Yonah says in Source Sub 10, a very surprising idea that we would think. Vashenis. He, he also mentions the reason of hachana, but he quotes a second reason. Ki b'shar yamim tovim, anachnu kovim se'uda l'simchas ha-mitzvah. Every other yantif, we have Sudas yantif. Simchas yantif. Ki yigdal v'yiskem ma'ot schar ha-simcha la-mitzvahs. Because you have to have simcha for mitzvahs, and therefore, you have a Sudas mitzvah to show. Whenever you have a happy occasion, you have a party. What, you have a, you have a birthday fast? No! It's a birthday party. Right, when you're happy, anniversary celebration, you always have food. Food always plays a central role in any getting together. It's always about what are we going to eat. Right? So says Rabbi Yona, that's Simchas Yantif. That's what it's a Chiyav Suda. So what about Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is a Yantif. Rabbi Yona assumes Simchas Yantif. Where's the Suda? Umepnei Shatzom B'Yom Kippurim. 
Nishayabna lukbo asuda shal simchas ha-mitzvah be'erev yom ha-kippurim. Erev yom kippur is, so to speak, the suda's mitzvah of yom kippur. We just can't do it on yom kippur because ain't braver. There's a mitzvah to fast. So we bump it up. We bump up the the eating of Erev yom, of the mitzvah of eating on yom kippur, the suda's yantif, to Erev yom kippur. Break fast would be more the pseudo because, like, oh, the right, you would successfully. Oh, so you might think the break fast is the break fast. Um, is that something that's more connected than the <coughs> than the eating on Erev? Maybe in terms of uh, what are we thinking about though? I'm on Yom Kippur. Say it that way, sukkah. right? We're not thinking about halavai. We should only be thinking about the sukkah halavai. Um, yeah, but that's uh, but that's the year. Rabbi Yona. Rabbi Yona says it's the suudas yantif. There's a there's, there is a tosis in the dorm. I didn't give it to you that calls it in Sama Gimel Mabez, that calls it the suuda shal yom kippurim, the suuda mavsekas. But anyway, this is the this is Rabbi Yona. If you think about Rabbi Yona, seem to be at least two major assumptions of his pshat. What are the assumptions of Rabbi Yona? Assumptions. He says this this the suuda erev yom kippur is the suudas yantif. So two assumptions. Number one, that there's Simchas Yantif on Yom Kippur. Right, you might reject the whole premise. Right, there's Simchas Yantif on every other, maybe there is no Simchas Yantif on Yom Kippur. He assumes there is. It's a Kiddush question. Sorry? Kiddush. A Kiddush question, good, right. The other you make Kiddush. If you have to fast, you make Kiddush. You make Kiddush, what about on, if your Kipper falls out on Shabbos? So, Machlokas, Rabbi Kivager, and the Arsameach. What do you do? The Arsameach says you never make Kiddush. Even if it falls out on Shabbos, Rabbi Kivager says no. When it falls out on Shabbos, you do. When it falls out during the week, you don't make Kiddush. But, uh, yeah, that's the relates to whether it's Shabbos Yom Kippur or Shabbos hyphenated Yom Kippur or Shabbos comma Yom Kippur. So, it is, uh, as also the Daf Be'in Shir should be up on, uh, I gave it last summer in terms of Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. Anyway, so number one assumption is that it is, there is Suda Simchas Yantif. What's the other assumption? What if today I wanted to have the Suda? I know you're going to fast, so I'm going to make the Suda today, middle of Cheshvan. It's crazy. Today's Rachel Mino's yard site. It's Yud Aleph. Right? It's Yud Aleph that? So, what's the second assumption of Rabbi Yona? The fact that you could push off the Suda to Erevim Kippur, it must mean. That's a li- it's a little bit Yom Kippur already. The Yom Kippur started already. If Yom Kippur didn't really start yet, so it doesn't make sense to be able to have the Sud on Erev. Could you eat in the Sukkah on Erev Sukkot? Could you shake a lulav? No. So the fact that he bumps it up and says it works, it must be that there's something about a Chalosh Shem Yom Kippur already, even before even before Yom Kippur. So let's just talk about these two assumptions for a minute. For, first of all, the first assumption, is there Simchas Yantav on Yom Kippur? Is there? So the Gemara says at the end of Tainus that the two greatest holidays for the Jewish people on the calendar is Tubav and Yom Kippur. So it says it beferish. So Tubav, the Gemara gives six reasons for, for Tubav. But what about Yom Kippur? This, this, uh, this summer will be the seventh reason. Right? The Siyam HaShas is Tubav. Right? But uh, Yom Kippur, the Gemara says, it's the day that we got the second Luchos. Right? Yom Slichel Mechilah. But the Gemara calls it Yom Tovim Yantif. So it seems to call it a yantif. We know also Yom Kippur breaks Avelos. Also might be a reflection of, of Simchas Yantif. The Rambam writes in Hilchas Chanukah discussing Hawel. Source number 12. V'lo Hawel shal Chanukah bilvadu shemidivrei sofrim. Not only is the Hawel of Chanukah derabanan, el akriyas ha-Hawel lo'olam midivrei sofrim. This is the Rambam Shita against the Ramban. The Rambam says that Hawel is at most derabanan. Sometimes halal is less than drabana. Sometimes halal is a minog. Last Shabbos, I was in a, I was in a base medrash. I was away with my wife. So we were in a base medrash. It was a real svarty, 
hardcore, you know, diving in a circle, and the last Shabbos was, was Rosh Chodesh. So they said, Hallel. But there was, there was a Sephardi, Sephardi man davening for the Yomud, and there was a, uh, he got up to Hallel, so he asked one of the Ashkenazim davening in the shul to come to say the bracha. Because Sephardim don't say the bracha on a minog. On, uh, except for, uh, you know, the Shani, which is an exception. But he, that's even less. That's not only Durapadan. Saying Hal on Rosh Hashanah, is a minog. Machlok is Machab of the remote, whether you're allowed to say a bracha. So they're in practice. So he asked the, he asked the Ashkenazi, you know, you can say the bracha, right? And, uh, and he said Amen, and then he continued, Hallelujah. And, and then he also didn't say the bracha at the end. He stopped before, uh, before Yahalucha. But anyway, so that's even less. But the Rav says, every Hallel Amos is Durabanan. So he said, he goes through all the 18 days that we say Hallel, uh, and the 20, 21 days in Chutzlaretz, but then at the end, he has this famous line, line 10, They don't have Hallel. Why? Lefishin, you may tshuva v'yira upachad. There are days of fear and trepidation. Lo yimei simcha yaseira. They're not days of extra simcha. Extra simcha is what demands Hallel. So, it sounds like there is some simcha there. Just not simcha yaseira. So, it sounds like, first assumption of Rabbi Yoda, there is simcha. It seems like there is some simcha. There are some sources that say there is, it is a yantav, there is simcha. What about the other assumption? The other assumption is that, is it Yom Kippur? Did Yom Kippur start already? Yom Kippur is, uh, the night of Yom Kippur. So this is a harder chiddush. So both the Rav of Salvechik and Rav Warman in, um, in Oros Yemei Harachim, in both quote the same Raya to prove that Yom Kippur, there is a little Shemetz of Yom Kippur already, even before Yom Kippur starts. Where is it? Let's see. Says the Rabbah and Hilchas Tshuva. They both quote Beis Zion. Says the, and it's from the Gemara. From the Gemara. Yom, Perak Beis Al Chazayin. Yom HaKippur Muzman, source number 14. Huzman Tshuva Lakol, Liyachid Rabim. Yom Kippur is the Tshuva for all. Vuhu Kates Mechila Uslichli Yisrael. It's the end of the Mechila Uslichli, the final day of the process. Lefichach, Chayavin HaKolas Uz Tshuva Ulehisvados Yom Kippurim. Because it's a great opportunity, everybody has to do Tshuva and do Vidu and Yom Kippur. Then he has the key line. Umitzvah Zvidu Yom Kippurim Sheyaschil Me'erev Hayom Kodem Sheyochal. The Mitzvah of Vidu starts even before you eat your last meal. Why? Shema yechanek b'seuda kodem sheyizvade. Because maybe chas v'shalom a person will choke on something before he gets to do the mitzvah vidui. And therefore, he has to do vidui. And even though he did vidui before, he has to do vidui afterwards. That's why we say tefillah saka. Okay. Ask the Rav. Ask Rav Warman. What does the Ramam say? Based on the Gemara, you have to make sure to do vidui before the meal. Because you might choke during the meal and not get to do vidui. Okay, so you won't do vidui. You died before Yom Kippur. The video that you did anyway beforehand is not on Yom Kippur, and you didn't live to Yom Kippur. So it's what's what's the Rav I'm talking about? That you better do vidui because if you eat without doing vidui, you'll have not done vidui. Okay, yesterday you also didn't do vidui. The day before you didn't do vidui. Says the Rav. Says the Rav. No, it must be that there's already some hollow shame of Yom Kippur, which demands vidui, and that's why you got to make sure to do it. It's not like any day. Oh, you didn't do. Vidui. Okay, what about the morning? But the morning, what about the day before? When, when does it start is a good question. I don't say the morning. What about yesterday? No, the answer is now it's worse because now it's already a zman that's ro'i l'kach and you don't do it. So that's what Rav Warman says in 
Um, I don't know if I, get, if I gave you that piece. I gave you this piece about Hallel, but that is what uh, they're both medayik in that uh, Rambam. That it must be, it's already a little bit of Yom Kippur, and that's why there's a chiv of vidu already, and that's why you got to make sure to do it before one eats. The Chai Adam says it on a more Kabbalistic level. Chai Adam in source 15, Kivan Shechai of Kalan Lazvalv Yom Kippurim, Chazal said to do it on Arab Yom Kippur. Shekfar Mechatsos Hayom, Maschil Hisnotzates Kedushas Hayom. The Kedusha Sayyam was already sparkling. Remember that who's talking here? This isn't a, a, a Kabbalistic, Kabbalistic Sefer. This is the, this is the Mechutin of the Gra. Right? This is the Talmud and the Mechutin of the Gra, the Chayadam. So he says it. So he means it in a halachic sense. It's already a Chalushim Yom Kippur, and therefore one could already do Vidui. Just one final source, and then we'll get to some of the Nafkaminas. And that is, there is a beautiful Pirkei Derbalazar. Pirkei points out, think back to the first Yom Kippur in history. That was ob- obligatory. The th- first Yom Kippur in history. But Esau went out of Mitzrayim and Nisan, Nisan, Yosiva, and six months later, what's happening on Yom Kippur? What's happening on Yom Kippur six months later? Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Harsinai for the third time on Yom Kippur. Second, second Luchos. Second Luchos. Moshe Rabbeinu gives them the second Luchos on Yom Kippur. What does he tell them? Says the Pirkei Derbalazar. Verbs of line five. Verbs of Chaya Omer. Karu Batora. They said, really? What does it say in the Torah? They open up the Torah. They re- open up the Parsha's Emar. Uh-oh. I ate breakfast. Right? They find out in the middle of the day. Today's a fast day. Today's Yom Kippur. The first Yom Kippur had an eating element to it and a Isser, an fasting element to it. Maybe that's where it comes from, the idea of being able to have the Suda earlier and having it count for Yom Kippur. Because the first Yom Kippur had eating on the first part of it and fasting on the next part of it. So maybe this is, doesn't quote it, but maybe this is where Rabbi Yona, Rabbi Yona got it from. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't say it explicitly, but it sounds like, he, when did he come down? He came down before anybody ate anything that day. He says, they opened up the Torah, and if he needs to have Shosechah, everybody's going to fast. So it's much what they, they weren't fasting, they say, it's a fast day today. Right, it's a, it doesn't say it explicitly that they ate beforehand, but Pasha's they ate breakfast, they ate the night before for sure. Right, so you're right, it doesn't say it explicitly that it was half and half. Um, good. So now let's talk about some of the nafkaminas between these two, these two ideas. Again, number one, the thought of Rashi and the Rosh and uh, the the, the Shibale Aleket in his own way about Hachana versus the idea of the Shari Tshuva of Suudas Yantif. And all the Achvichronim ask every question that one could uh, suggest. First nafkamina: Are women obligated in eating on Erev Yom Kippur? Women. Do women have to have the mitzvah on Erev Yom Kippur? So they're obligated to fast on Yom Kippur. So this is the first beautiful Afghamina. They're obligated to fast on Yom Kippur. So if it's a din of Hachana, then sure, then they're Chayef. They're Chayef, they're obligated to fast. If it's a din of Sudas Yantif, so then whenever you have a Yantif, you need an inclusion in a drasha to include women. Women have to eat on Sukkis only, right, because of, right, what do they have? Maybe the first, right, not in a Sukkah, Right, they have to eat matzah because of the connection to chametz, and right only only if you have if you have hekashim to the losases and the assays, but otherwise you need a drasha. 
So that's not enough to be number one. The Rebbe Kivager has this question in a in a specific way. Source seventeen. It's Shuvas Rebbe Kivager Simen Tazayin. Al Odos Bitochol Anis. The question was: There was a, a guy, a man whose daughter was sick. Shekal Ochel Mazikla. Everything she ate hurt her. The Kamashvos shall call Michyata Misame Trufa. She lived on medicines. Hashem Yirachem Aleha. Yishlach Tverov Yirapa. Im Chayavus Lachal Berav Yom Kippur. So the question was, if she hates eating, and eating is bad for her, does she have to eat an Arabian Kippur? So in that context, he talks about whether there's a mitzvah for women to eat on, on Yom Kippur. Bechlal, that's what he talks about, uh, talks about it there. Okay, but either way, the Nafkamina, the Minchas also brings up this Nafkamina, if you want to look it up, it's Shin Yud Gimel, which we're going to see a different part of later, but uh, that is Nafkamina number one, women. There is uh, even an interesting diuk that Torah Tamima has to try to prove that women are obligated. There's a Gemara in Beitzah, I didn't give you the Gemara Beitzah because he quotes the Gemara. Gemara Beitzah, Daf Lamed. You look at source number 11 in the Torah Tamima, in source 18. Source number 11. The Gemara there in Beitzah says, the end of the line, Hani Nashi to Achli Vashasi Bereviyah Those women that eat till very late on Erev Yom Kippur, Lo'amrinam Lehumidi, don't, don't try to stop them. Why? That's the Gemara of Mutav Shei Shogagin, Ba'ayu that's the source of that concept, the Flamin and Beitza. But what's the example that we're talking about? Women who eat very late in Arabian Kippur. Why are they eating so late? Said the Torah to me, Menashem Sidkani Hussein. What are we talking about? It must be there's a mitzvah to eat on Arabian Kippur. Because if there wouldn't be, why would the women be eating so late? We're not talking about uh, Menashem Sidkani Hussein. Says the uh, Torah to he says, if you say it's a mitzvah, so the one weekday of the year, the women are going above and beyond. They're being mahader. They want to do so much of it, even the last few seconds. Ah, it's wrong. Mutav shei shogun valyumazidin. Okay, but that's his raya from the Gemara in Beitza Adaflam. Either way, that's nafkamina number one. Nafkamina number two. Ksav Sofer. This is quoted in the Stechemet in Source 19. What happened if one is not going to fast anyway? One is sick. One six, are you going to eat anyway? So again, it's totally on our reasons. Right, what's the case on top? Here's the number of sickness that comes every so often, and based on when he figures it, it'll be on Yom Kippur. You can just talk about the regular case. Somebody's sick who knows that they're going to have to eat on Yom Kippur. So... Are they, do they have a mitzvah to fast? So, mitzvah asvar, and here in Enochayev, Pashtus is, like Rashi, like the Rush, they're not mechuyev. Kiva the tamchiv achilu bevev kippur hulios asid umuzuman leinu yishamachar. If you say achana, no mitzvah. He doesn't need it. Masha'en kain, if you say the other reason of suda, suda syantif. Doesn't have to do it tomorrow. Suda syantif, and therefore you have to eat. So he says, that, that would be enough gemina that, uh, that I would like to say. But then he says, he says, maybe it's not an afkamina. You want to say? Maybe it's not an afkamina. Why not? He said, he quotes that from the Ksav Sofer. See, on the Gon Ksav Sofer, the son of Ksav Sofer. But then the Stechebet himself says, on line 13, I think he should be machmer to make sure he eats even on Erev, even though he's, he knows he's going to have to eat tomorrow. Why? Akkadosh Baruch can make him better. Who says, who says he's still going to be sick? Okay, but Derech Ateva, he's going to be sick. No, nothing's beyond God. 
So he says, the at is man of kavua. You're going to be make up because, because of that? The at is man of kavua. Lavodu acholi lamachar. Mikom apa. Mi yodea ma yolid yom. Vula yirachim Hashem alav. Viyisrapel lamachar. Hayipaleme Hashem davar. Barach Hashem. This week's parasha. Veich niftar oso. Mechobaz hayom shuchai bevadai. Vosi savik emosi bedei vadai. Says the Stechebed, an important halachic and lashkafic point. Who says you're going to be sick tomorrow? You're sick today. Who says you're going to be sick tomorrow? Nothing's beyond God. So yes, in Lom, this is a good nafkamina. But Lomaisa says the Stechebed, I think you should make sure to eat. Number two. Similar nafkamina is quoted by Rav C. Pesach's grandson in, in the footnotes in Hare Kodesh. Source 20. What if a person knows that they're a great faster? And even if they don't eat on Erev Yom Kippur, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. So this might be the opposite. Eat some Chalalanes. You better eat. Right? Don't rely on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But either way, he says, this could be another Nafkamina. If you say it's Hachana here, maybe he wouldn't have to eat. You don't need the Hachana. You don't have to prepare. Masha'enken, if you say, it's Suda, he has a din, he has a chiv of, of Suda. Okay, so... According to the Shibali Aleka, then we dafka should. Dafka should eat. Right. According to that, that approach of Hachana. Okay, so number one was women. Number two was if he was not going to fast anyway. Number three, if he's a good faster anyway. Number four, is there a chiv of what you have to eat? Does one have to have bread? You have to eat bread? No, it does not say anything in Shas about what you have to eat. It just says what we, the Gemara we saw. It's a mitzvah. Mitzvah, the Shulchan Aruch's language, good. What's the Shulchan Aruch's language? Mitzvah. Laharbos besuda. It's hard to know because in the language of the Shulchan Aruch, when the Shulchan Aruch, what did they eat in those days? Every meal was bread. That's what they ate. It was a staple of society. Mitzvah lachal evikur laharbos besuda. Mitzvah to eat and to be marbe besuda. So is there a chiv? So before we look inside, what would you say? So maybe it's totally on the issue. If you say it's a din of hachana, then what? You have to have bread. No. Maybe, but what if people find other foods that are more satiating, right? They're, everybody has their magic food that they like to eat before a fast day. I don't have any. But, uh, but people like, oh, they have to have this, the last thing. The last thing. But he has these, uh, these minhagim. But, uh, people have minhagim after the fast. You know, dafka the orange juice or the bagel or the, whatever it is. But before the fast, some people have. But, see if it's din of achana, why should you, why should you need any bread? But if it's din of suda, maybe. Maybe you'll need bread. Says the Minchas Chinuch, it is totally on the Chakira, but in the exact opposite way. Says the Minchas Chinuch, source 21. Vida, Tzeh Pashut, the Rebbe Yavikipur, Mitzvah Lechol, Ein Chiyav Davka Pas, Kamal B'Shavas Viyatev. He says it's clear that there is no mitzvah to eat, eat, uh, eat bread. I'm sorry, we're going to see this Techebet in a second, with the reasons. Telom Matzidu, Tzeh Pashut, Mokam, Rak Mitzvah Lechol. Minchas Chinuch just says there's no mitzvah to eat bread. There's a mitzvah to eat. The Yotzi Michal Davar, you can be Yotzi with anything, Vizenir Pashut, he says it's, um, anything. This is how much do you have to eat? He goes, he says, Ef Shalom, Adini Yotzi, Alchav, Erev Kippur, Abshir Koseves. Maybe you have to eat a Koseves, because that's the amount that you're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. Not Kezayis, which is the usual Shir for Mitzvahs. Interesting, maybe we'll get back to that, um, in a few minutes. But he brings up the issue, so he thinks you don't have to have bread. The Stechemet says he thinks it's totally on our reasons, where it's underlined. Source 22. Maybe it's Tali on our reasons. If it's because we have to be ready, so you have to eat bread because that really satiates you. That's what he says. Bread, pass. Oh, Shami did amazing. Then he also did Chovas Al Bachil Shari Dvarim. But if the reason is Kedushas Hayom and it is um, it is uh, Suuda, 
then maybe it could be like Purim. Oh, come on. Purim's the only Sudha you don't have to have bread, and the Minakas have bread. Every other Sudha you have to have bread. But either way, that's his, that's his, uh, Nafkamina in the opposite way. Quotes the Minchas also, but that is number four. Two more. There's a discussion in the Achronim. Not that we've shown him really. Why is there no bracha on this mitzvah? Every mitzvah out of the 248 should get a bracha. And if it doesn't, there's a reason why. And most of the time, the Rishonim ask it. Why is there no bracha on the mitzvah of tzedakah? On the mitzvah of kibbutz avayim? On the mitzvah of, of halva'a uh, la'ani? La'ani. Mitzvah of makin, machogah, there's a bracha. Right? So every mitzvah that there is no bracha, you have to ask why. So why is there no bracha on eating on Erev Yom Kippur? So there are various answers given in the Achronim. Some say, well, there's no shear. If there's only a bracha, there's a davar shispo shear. Like stucca, there's no shear. Number one. Others say that maybe, I saw this in the Sefer Bina Besvarim, Rabbi Daniel Feldman, um, who's a Rebbe in YU now, uh, source 24, so he quotes in his Sefer, maybe the reason is because we know that you never make a bracha on a mitzvah that is preventative. That is preventing sakana. You don't make a bracha on Mayim Achronim. Because it's just preventative. You don't make a bracha on Hagalas Kalim. Make a bracha on Tvilas Kalim. But not if I kasher a spoon that got trafed up, there's no bracha. I'm removing, I'm preventing my, uh, the, the, my path from being traif. It's removing a problem. It's preventing a problem. So, so too, says the, says the Bina Besfarim, Yeshekasu Sheikrachilu Yimishum Sakana, Shatainus Lo Yazik. If the whole purpose is because prevent, I just want to make sure that I fast okay, I don't want myself to be sick, so maybe that's the reason there's no bracha. Let's continue for a minute. What are other reasons why there might not be a bracha on this, on this mitzvah? Says the Arach HaShulchan, I give it to you the Arach verse 26, this is the last page of Choshen Mishpat in the Arach HaShulchan. The Arach HaShulchan says, you don't make brachas, Chazal were not Mechayev brachas by actions in which our Kedusha is not apparent. If it's an action that any non-Jew would do on the street also, you don't make a bracha on that. So, says the Arach HaShulchan, Even though we have to do even logical mitzvahs, But still, line 7, Kedushas Yisrael enonikar kolkach basichlios kvob ha-shemios. Asher kedushanu b'mitzvosav. Where is our Kedusha apparent? Only by the mitzvahs that we don't share with the non-Jews. Eating is something that we share with the non-Jews. Kibbutz aim is something that makes a lot of sense. By the obvious sichlios mitzvos, which any person on the street would do, no bracha. So maybe everybody eats. And everybody would eat before a fast day also if they were fasting. So maybe that's why we don't make a bracha. But there's one other reason to mention. And then we'll see our nafgamina. Says the nitziv in the Hemek Shaila in Source 27. You know why there's no bracha? What's our rule about a birchas mitzvah? You only make a bracha on the final stage of a mitzvah. We don't make a bracha on putting tzitzes on a baguette, only on wearing the tzitzes. We don't make a bracha on riding mezuzah, but only on the kviyas mezuzah. We don't make a bracha on building a sukkah. We make a bracha on sitting in a sukkah. Suggest in Tziv in 27, the mitzvah of eating an Erev Yom Kippur, 
it's not the final stage of the mitzvah. The mitzvah is fasting on Yom Kippur. So you don't make a bracha. It's It's not the final stage of the mitzvah. So you don't make a bracha. You only make a bracha on the final stage. What bracha do we make on Yom Kippur? So why don't we make a bracha on Enoi? So why don't we? Well, Enoi is a negative. It's a it's a mitzvah no, say that's done b'shev al tasa. So we generally don't do. Are there any? What are the other? What about other mitzvahs I say that are b'shev al tasa? What are the mitzvahs I say are there that are b'shev al tasa? Shabbason, not doing malacha on Shabbos. You don't make a bracha on that. You make a bracha on klushas ayom. You have kippur also. The bracha is on klushas. You make a shechianu on the day and the bracha in, in tefillah. But but there it's. Um, the reason is because it's not the final stage. The final stage might have its own reason why you don't make a different uh, a different kind of bracha. But this is not the final stage, so you don't make a uh, bracha. You don't make a bracha on Ksiva Sefer Torah if it takes you a year. There's still no bracha on it, yeah? You don't make a bracha on Inui because there's no final stage? No. The Inui, you don't make a bracha. First of all, you might make a bracha on Inui if you, if you, either you can say there's a bracha on Inui, the other brachas that we see on Yom Kippur. Well, Havag Nashi Yom Kippur might include that, or probably there's no bracha on Inui because it's a mitzvah same as Sheva Altasa. We never make a bracha, the Chazab are only misakin brachas by actions, by positives, kumba says. Not by, uh, not by Sheva Altasa. Unless we have to think of one. Is there any other, is there any mitzvahs I say that you do by Sheva Altasa that you make a bracha on? Right by tzitzes, the bracha is on the putting it on and the constant wearing it. That's the bracha on uh, right. Even if we uh, if we make a bracha while we're wearing our tzitzes, we have to kiss it. You try to do something active with it. But either way, taking a step back for a minute, if we think about what, so these reasons might be totally dependent on our hakira. If you say it's a hachana issue, or the tzitzes a beferish, and also one might connect to the sakana. The reason that we saw in, in 24 to it. It's all about prevention of being sick. That also is a hachana type of idea. But the, if you have to give other reasons, maybe it's because you say it's something to do with hachana. No, it's suda. So you have to give the other reason of, there's no heker, that's why you don't make a bracha on Onik Shabbos. Same kind of reason. Uh, but that's a separate din. It's a din in the suda. Okay, one final nafkamina. I don't think I'll give you the sources for it. Interesting machlokas between the Mug and Avram and the Gra. When does the mitzvah start? Does the mitzvah start the night before or not? Or just the day of? It's a machlokas. The Mug and Avram says, according to the Shlach Kaddosh, yeah, it starts the, de- the night before. And the Gra says, no, what are you talking about? It's only during the day. The Chayav says you get the Kedusha after Chatzos. Right, okay. So according to the... I don't think the Gra says that. I think it just says it did in the Yom. But if you say again... If you say it's a din in hachana, according to what you said, it might say the opposite of what I'm going to say. If you say it's in hachana, the way I thought is that, are you really preparing the night before? It's going to be digested by then. That's not going to really help you. If it's in the suda, every suda every day starts the night before. Except for the plus, the plus. Oh, so you might say that. Well, you just said just the opposite. If it's in the suda, maybe it's only even the second half of the day, because. That's when the Kedusha that's when the Chalos Hayom starts. Maybe. If it's in a Tachana, maybe even the morning could be Mechad for you. You can see it just the opposite. Oh, and what would you say is Dirk in the Pasuk? Right, the Pasuk just sounds like the day of. Tish B'Zusha Batchem. I mean, the Erev Ad Erev is going on the fasting. Right, so. so, I don't know if it's clear. I don't know if you would say either way. Okay, just to end off with one final idea. There is another idea, maybe a third idea, besides Tachana, besides... Um, 
a suda, there's a din that's, there's a, another chiddush said both by Rav Solveitchik and Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. The same exact chiddush about the mitzvah of Erev Yom Kippur. We find elsewhere, um, here he quotes, look in the, in Hare Kedem, in source 30, towards the bottom, because the Rabbam in the 24th parak of Hilcha Shabbos, the Rabbam there gives three reasons for the Isser Durabadon of Muksa. Three reasons. So this is one of them. One of the reasons for the Isra Muksa, last second to last line, line sixteen. Ha'am Imagine a world before electricity. And imagine somebody who doesn't work. So what do they do all day? They don't violate any malachas. They don't get up in the morning, they're not lighting fires, they sit around and do nothing. So what's the difference between what they do on Shabbos and what they do during the weekday? There's no difference. And says the Rambam, you need to make a difference between Shabbos and weekday. Line three, line two on the next column. If you could touch and move anything that you, like you do on a weekday, nimsa shaloshava shvisa hanikeres. Those are the two key words. It'll come out that there is not a recognizable cessation of work. And you need that for Shabbos. It has to be a recognizable shvisa. That's why we have the laws of muksa. So there's some recognizable difference between Shabbos and Yadav, even for Shabbos and weekday, even for those who are battle the whole day. Says the Rav, and says Rav Yaakov in his own way, in the next source, in source 23, eating on Erev Yom Kippur is about the contrast to fasting on Yom Kippur. Fasting on Yom Kippur is highlighted when we eat on Erev Yom Kippur. It's all in the contrast. Look on the continuation in 31. It's not a din in eating per se. So that there's a recognizable difference between Erev and the day of. The same exact thing, see in the next source from Rabbi Yaakov, line 9. It's got to be recognizable. The eating of Yom Kippur, Arab Yom Kippur, flows from the mitzvah. Uh, you have to show that Yom Kippur is special, that Yom Kippur is unique, that Yom Kippur is the day. Like we like to quote the first Marsha in Yuma. The first Marsha in Yuma says, Why is Yuma called Yuma? It should be called Yom Kippurim, or Kippurim, like every other Yantif. Sukkah, Rosh Hashanah, Yom. No, it's the day. Just a day. That's all you got to say. And you know it's Yom Kippur. So if you say the day, that's what it means. So to show that it's the day, the most unique day, so we do something to make sure that there is the contrast uh, before from Arab Yom Kippur to, to, uh, to Yom Kippur itself. So well, wouldn't you say it's, this would be uh, almost a third reason? Correct. It's like a chana, but it's, it's a different type of chana. It's not a chana just for... for it's a conceptual right? chana. Right. Right, 100%. I think it could be 1B. But it might be three. might be three. There's a different third, uh, d- a different reason because it's not hachana in the usual sense. Whether it's hachana so you feel better or you feel worse. Either way, it's not, uh, it's not hachana. I would have it as a, uh, a third category. Okay, so this is the, these are the three ideas. And obviously the, 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 the hashkafic messages are clear. We always have to have hachana in life to prepare for everything in life and, uh, make sure, like the, the Me'iri writes in a few places in his commentary on Shas, uh, what we get out of every situation in life is a function of how we prepare for it. The more we prepare for Shabbos, the more Shabbos is meaningful. The more we prepare for a mitzvah, the more it's meaningful for us. So that's what in life, we just have to always be people of hachana, like the Rav Solveitchik writes. I think I gave this back to you in the first source. No, not in the first source. I think I spoke about it in that, uh, in that Russia. Rav Solveitchik writes in one place that, um, 
I've met a lot, of, a lot of Shomer Shabbos Jews in life. I haven't met as many Shomer Erev Shabbos Jews. He says we always have to be not just Shomer Shabbos Jews, but Shomer Erev Shabbos Jews as well, those who focus on the preparations and not just focus on the actions itself. Okay, we'll stop here. That show will continue next week with the next Ian uh, Shear. Uh, again, Monday night, right here at 9.30.